Hello and welcome to this episode of the Facebook Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here as always, my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, it's here. I know I said it last episode, but this is uh, this is here also. Week one, week one preview. I think it says a lot about how far that we've come in our professional lives, where you are way more excited for the show than I am. I feel like this is just all I've done all day. You have to have a little bit of enthusiasm when you're when you're on the air doing making content. Oh yes, it's finally here. Something that I've been doing all day. I get to do it again. Week one. Get to talk about the preview. Get to talk about all the AFC home games. Woo woo! Yay yay! Go team! That better? Yeah. No, that that's nice. You want your enthusiasm? There you go. There's your fucking enthusiasm. I think you've used it up for the entire for the entire show. So that's fun. Um. Well, put it this way, I was gonna take a little uh, a little afternoon nap today, and a certain thing happened, which we're gonna get to right away, where I was unable to take said nap. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling a little chippy. Well, as somebody who is also very much a big fan of naps, I love taking naps. They're the best. I hate taking naps. I hate them. I hate them. But when I need to take a nap, I need to take a nap. Today was one of those days where I needed to take a nap, and I did not. It did not happen. Well, either way, I can relate. I wake up, I wake up from a nap, and I'm just so like I'm so groggy and 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 grumpy and 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 cranky. I don't know. It's just kind of nice to, like after after a long day at work or something, just to just. Lay down for an hour. After a long day at work, I'm going to bed. I'm going right to bed. Well, you're not going to bed at like 5.30. No, but by the time that I get get done with with this show, it'll probably be around, I don't know, say 7.30. Then I'll eat dinner. Then I'll get this uploaded. Then I'll go take a shower. And then I'll get into bed. And by the time all that happens... It's probably nine nine thirty, and I'll be asleep by ten. I mean, naps are probably the reason why I go to bed late. So that's so that that's probably that. And naps are the reason why naps are the reason why I go to bed early. I don't take them. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm I'm the kind of person. Very simply put, I, I could be out with anybody, any place, doing whatever. When I hit my wall, I let you know. I become the most undesirable person to be around when I just hit that wall. I just like, okay, I'm done. Good night. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Everybody you has think I'm wall. 90. <laughs> I'll have to go play some canasta. <laughs> I've been playing bocce ball all day. Now I need to go take my afternoon nap. Sounds like I, it's like I smoke a pack a day instead of being 90. My grandma loves canasta. She's a she's a big canasta person. Yeah, definitely. You could see the uh, the the creed differences here. We have Jew playing canasta <laughs> and Catholic Italian that grew up playing bocce ball. Yep. Now my grandma loves playing canasta. My other grandma loved playing mahjong. Oh, <laughs> that's a game. That's a game. That, that's a game for great Americans. 
<laughs> even, even though it's Chinese, but it's great American candy. No, no, it's it's funnier when you didn't explain it. Yeah. Okay, fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot I said anything. All right. Well, anyway, so let's just get into the previews and talk about Travis Kelsey. Because that's the thing that everybody's going to be listening to the show for is Travis Kelsey. That's it. Everyone's going to listen to the next five minutes and then, oh, that's it. Nothing else to listen to. We're going to turn it off. Well, probably. Great, at this great point. Sell- wow. Great selling, Adam. Yeah. Man well, who really believes in the product he's putting out there. I do, but I know that people really want to know about this Travis Kelsey stuff. Well, there's, I don't think there's anything. Well, everybody knows at this point what's happened. That he hyperextended his knee. There was some early reports that it was the three-letter A word. It's not the three-letter A word from what I was told. And they are basically treating this Travis Kelsey situation as day-to-day. Um, instead of napping, I was on the phone with a couple of physical therapists. I talked to a few surgeons. And basically what they all said to be in basically in common was a hyperextension is just a very vague way of saying that there is an injury to the knee. They don't know what it is. They're going to have, he's going to have to go undergo lots of tests to determine exactly what he's dealing with. The extreme end seems to have been avoided, which is a full ACL full or partial ACL tear or anything involving the ACL that seems to be out of the woods. So happy with that. The best case scenario is that it's some sort of bone bruise. And based on what these people have all told me, bone bruise would be good because he would be able to recover from that. And he would be he would be fine. The other side to this coin is that, well, what if it's not a bone bruise? If it's not an ACL well, and it's not a bone bruise, what is it? Well, and could it be one of the other three letter ligaments in your knee? It, it could be. It, yeah, it could be anything. And if it if it is, if it's not a bone bruise, but it's not an ACL. It worries me slightly because I just get the vibe that it's not the same as it's not the same as Cooper cup because that's a soft tissue situation. This is more of a, of a contact thing, but even then Travis Kelsey going into the year already banged up. If it's not a bone bruise, bone bruises can heal. Whereas Mm -hmm. the ligament sprains and things like that, they can heal. Sure. But he's going to be playing on them. And the more he plays on them, the more the less likely it is they're going to be able to heal completely until the season is over. So I just get a little bit worried now, starting to talk about Travis Kelsey, if he's playing with an already pre-existing injury. And I'm not saying that this happens, but defensive players are going to know. He's got a banged up knee. What are they going to try and do? They're gonna well, try and wrap him. They're gonna try and wrap him at that knee. 
Uh, I'm not saying they're going to target him. They're going to say they're, they're going to try and blow his knee out. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying they're, they're going to see this guy who is completely unstoppable, and they're going to go for the thing that might be able to make him stoppable. I mean, they might have gone for his it. knees anyway. Well, right. I mean, you can't you can't tackle him high, but if you tackle if you tackle him low, all of a sudden you're you're hunting for the knees and you're and you're trying and you're trying to take him out. So it, it's it's a loose lose for for defenders, but. There's an obvious weakness now where we don't know what this is. It's going to have to be a couple of days before we finally figure this out. From what I was told, as of now, the Chiefs are calling him day-to-day with an eye that there is a 50-50 chance of him playing Thursday. There have been some people who have said that he has already been ruled out. Those reports are incorrect. He has not been ruled out. He is day-to-day. They're going to see how he is tomorrow. They're going to see how he is on Thursday. And then in and around kickoff is when they'll make a decision as to whether or not Travis Kelsey plays. If I had to put my money on it, I would say that Travis Kelsey does not play. I mean, it's Tuesday. Let's be real. Tuesday as we're recording this. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough turnaround, depending on what the injury is. Well, I also look. I also look at it and say he'll have 10 days after that. And it's one game. If Subway somehow you lose to the Lions at home, okay, you're on with one, but you know that you did the right thing and sat out Travis Kelsey, gave him an extra 10 days to heal up, and then you have him for for week number two. No, yeah, I agree. I think that, I mean, if I were the Chiefs, I don't know, in the best health of Travis Kelsey, depending on the injury, like, I feel like it makes sense to have him not play. Like, un- unselfishly. I don't have Travis Kelsey anywhere. I'm not playing him anywhere. So there's no, like, bias or anything. But as far as health, depending on the injury, I think it makes sense for Travis Kelsey to miss today or miss Thursday and, you know, take advantage of that mini-buy to heal. Agreed. Agreed. And, that, and that's what I would do um, for people that have drafted – I will say that if you did take Travis Kelsey and you're kind of stuck now, uh, Noah Gray has got to be a priority add because he now stands to be the number one guy for the Chiefs on Thursday night. If Travis Kelsey can't go, would I start him? I think it depends on on who else is available, to be quite honest. Um I, I can't. I can't recommend it. Yeah, actually, I lied. I am. Tra- I am playing Travis Kelsey in the non guillotine. But still, statement still stands. I don't care. I rather. I, I don't care whether or not he plays. But I think that he should for his health. The most catches that Noah Gray has had in his career, he has gone for. The best output of his career, he's had three catches for 45 yards on three targets. He's done it twice. Matchup is great. Matchup is great. There should be a ton of points. He should be involved. But it just depends on who else is there. Like, if I'm... And I haven't I haven't moved Noah Gray in the ranks as of yet. Let me just see where he's at on... 
fantasy pros if anybody has moved him. Uh, let's see. No, nobody's moved him. So it's too early to tell. I would probably have to guess that Noah Gray would be no more than a a, a mid tight end too. Like I don't, I don't personally see him jumping into like the top ten just because he's going to be the starting tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I just don't. But if there's, uh, if Jake Ferguson is available. I would rather Jake Ferguson over Noah Gray. I would rather Gerald Everett probably over Noah Gray. It's tough. It's 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 a tough situation for this to happen. I mean, if you're Patrick Mahomes, if you have Patrick Mahomes, like he's going to be throwing to who? MVS, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony was limited in practice on Tuesday. Yeah, but I it mean, looks like he's going to play them. From what I was told, it looks like it, that Kadarius Tony is going to be good to go. And the running backs, uh, I mean, might be a good opportunity to start Jarek McKinnon at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Jarek McKinnon, even, even before this, Jarek McKinnon was definitely in the flex conversation. My RB37 in, in, in full point PPR, Isaiah Pacheco for what it's worth, my RB22. So definitely in the starting range for, for, for Pacheco. But for McKinnon, if Kelsey is out, yeah. Yeah, I definitely could see McKinnon getting a little bit of a bump where he's comfortably in flex RB3 territory. And you could probably start him if you if you have him on uh, on your benches. And by the way, I don't think I, I need to say this, but I think I have to. If you have Patrick Mahomes, you are starting him regardless. Are people really? I, I, I think so. Oh, I think that is a question that I think that is a question that would be asked. That is a galaxy brain. I would not do that. I would. You'd start Patrick Mahomes regardless. Oh, I thought you were saying you weren't. You wouldn't start Patrick Mahomes. I, oh, no. I, I was. I was getting ready to just erupt. No, no. I like. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't even think that. Okay. Yeah, you spent. You spent probably a third, a uh, uh, minimum fourth, maximum second round pick on Patrick Mahomes. You're starting him. Regardless. You're gonna, you would feel real stupid if you were going to start like Aaron Rodgers or whoever over Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes ends up having a great game and Aaron Rodgers, you know, has a dud against Buffalo. Correct. But has it made me think about moving Patrick Mahomes down in my rankings? Yes, it has. Sure. But there's a difference between, you know, moving somebody down in your rankings and just not playing the the, fur, the furthest he he would move is is probably by QB three, like oh the whore stop the presses like come on <laughs> he is still comfortably in starting range I doubt that you would have anybody else on waivers or on a bench I mean I don't know why you're drafting a second quarterback if you have Patrick Mahomes but let's just say you did for whatever reason I doubt that you would have a quarterback that is equal to being Patrick Mahomes, where you'd be comfortable enough to sit Patrick Mahomes for that guy. So you're starting Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you're starting Isaiah Pacheco as well. And then we talked about we talked about Jarek McKinnon. Comfortable. St- I think he'd be a pretty good flex play in full point PPR if Travis Kelsey doesn't play. If Travis Kelsey does play, you could do it, but I wouldn't feel as confident. And if Travis Kelsey doesn't play in half, I still think I would start 
Jarek Jarek McKinnon. I think I would. All right. Non yeah. PPR non PPR, he's off the starting radar. Yes. Um, okay. So you want to move on to Detroit, the Lions. Um I do want to talk about the receivers. Okay. I, I definitely it. want to talk. I definitely want to talk about the receivers. The highest ranked uh, chief receiver that I have for this game is Kadarius Tony. I have my my wide receiver forty six. Sky Moore is my wide receiver forty seven. Again, in, in in full point PPR. I don't want to start any chief receiver, but if you have to, the guy that I would start, pending of course that he plays, is Kadarius Tony. That would be the guy that I think I'd be the most comfortable with. And then after that, it's kind of crapshoot. I would not be starting MVS. Um, I would not be starting Rashi Rice. I would not be starting Justin Ross. No, it's it's either Kadarius Tony. Desperate situation, sure you can maybe start Sky more, but outside of that, I'm not starting anybody uh, for the receivers for the Chiefs. And then we talked about uh, Kelsey Noah Gray and that whole situation. Yeah. Um... Would you play the Chiefs defense? Um, let me pull up my ranks. I have them outside of outside starting range. I had them as my defense seventeen. So I think you could find better. I don't know if I would. I mean, with no Chris Jones, still. Yeah, yeah, that's also a big part of it. Like, I would rather start the Packers. I'd rather start the Bengals. I'd rather start the Browns. I think the bank. I think the Bengals against. Uh, Deshaun, who, you know, we, we've talked about the, the struggles of Deshaun Watson when he came back last year. I think you're willing to take a calculated gamble on the Bengals defense against Deshaun Watson. I think that might be a good move. And then the Vikings defense as well against Baker Mayfield. Uh, they're my number th- 13 defense this week. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So the, the Detroit Lions. Uh, Jared Goff. Good start, you think? Borderline start. Yeah. My QB yeah. 13. You, you, I think if you maybe are a little concerned about uh, Patrick Mahomes and, you know, you're saying to yourself, you know, if Jared Goff potentially could be a better play. Sure. Uh, the, the smaller the league size, the more viable it is that you can go away from Patrick Mahomes. I just want to, I don't know why you keep entertaining this. Cause it's not, I, I'm just trying to present, present the options. I would I... not do it, but for anybody who has any sort of concerns, if you're in an eight-team league, let's just say, and there are viable QB options on, on waiver wire, and you want to maybe go and, and make that swap, that's fine. But in a 10, 12, 14, you can't. You can't. Even in an eight, you can't. Yeah, you, would I mean, feel, you would feel like an idiot. You would feel like an idiot. I don't want anybody feeling like an idiot for sitting Patrick Mahomes on primetime. Like, I think of the old piece of bird wisdom that you say every year, at least once, and that is play your stars. Yep. Always play play your stars. Yep. Play the studs. Yeah. And so this is, this is prime play your studs spot. Like, it's Patrick, it's Patrick fucking Mahomes. Lads, it's Patrick Mahomes. I would not do it. But if there are situations where you could pivot to somebody else in a very shallow league, I understand why people would do it. But odds are the people that we are talking to are not playing in shallow leagues where they don't have 
the option to go to would a it be the opposite? Golf. It would be the deep. It would be in a deep league where they would, because in a shallow league, why would they? Well, shallow league, you probably have Tua, Jared Goff, maybe Daniel Jones, maybe Deshaun Watson, all on waiver wire. That's mm, that's true. But whereas, I still... in, whereas in deeper leagues, fourteen team leagues, probably the QBs you're going to have on waiver wire. Maybe the best guy on waiver wire is probably going to be Mac Jones or Desmond Ritter. You know, you're right. You yeah, your 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 words were correct. It was shallower, is what you meant. For but... for my superflex people, because I love my superflex people out there, you have absolutely no choice but to start Patrick Holmes. Absolutely no choice. Yeah, you probably spent a first round pick. Probably definitely spent a first I spent round one on one on him. I spent one on one on him, and this has not moved me an ounce as to whether or not I am starting Patrick Mahomes Thursday night. I am starting him come hell or high water. Because I mean, who's who's left on that waiver wire? I can't even imagine. Um, there were some. There were some in 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 this league that were left. I think the. I think the one that was the most available was like Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, there's two starters left, Baker Mayfield and Josh Dobbs. Oh, that's going to be interesting. That's super flex. That is that is super flex. Oh, God, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, starting for the Cardinals? Or Clayton Toon, one or the Clayton other. We, we, oh. we, don't, we don't know the answer yet. As I said last week, the Cardinals are going to be bad. <laughs> They're going to suck. Anyway, we're not talking about them. Um, I don't think we're not we're going to talk about them until tomorrow. But let's go into the running backs. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, are you two guys to look at here? What do you think the split's going to be like? I think the majority of the short yardage stuff is probably going to be David Montgomery. I think they get more creative with Jameer Gibbs. That's why in PPR, I do like Jameer Gibbs as a high-end RB2. David Montgomery, a low-end RB2, both very startable options against, as Adam said before, a Chris Jones-less Kansas City defense. Ben, don't break. I see very good games coming for both. I'm interested to see what Jameer Gibbs does. I'm very curious to see. Because the Detroit Lions, I think they have a point to prove to a lot of people. When the entire world just kind of sat there in, in, in shock and awe when they drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round and they traded DeAndre Swift and then they got rid of Jamal Williams, signed David Montgomery. They have a lot to prove the Detroit Lions to show that they were right. And I think this is an opportunity for both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery to show out on national television. And I think we're going to see both of them have very prominent roles in this game for for the Detroit Lions. If I had to take a guess and say what kind of touch split that we're kind of talking about, if I had to guess, I would say something along the lines of maybe 55-45 favoring Montgomery. But if it were 50-50, I would not be surprised. Yeah, that makes sense. And me. it also it also depends on how the, the Lions are actually going to use Jameer Gibbs. So the offensive coordinator Ben Johnson said that they're going to deploy Gibbs in ways that might be unconventional, that might surprise some people. 
So what exactly that means, we don't know. Could he line up as a as as a receiver? He could. And if that's the case, you know, you get David Montgomery in the backfield, then you have Jameer Gibbs, you know, running routes. In PPR leagues, that's great. So yes. well, that would be surprising. <laughs> but I like both. I like both, and I, I would start both. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one. Uh, the receivers, obviously, you're starting on Monroe St. Brown. Only one. Yeah. Only one that you're, you're starting from the Lions is Monroe St. Brown. He's my wide receiver for this week. I love him. Nobody in the uh, tight end room? Um, I wouldn't start Sam Laporte. He's my tight end 16. I wouldn't start him. But if he's available, I would definitely look to pick him up just in case. Just right. in case. And just, I'll can I go on record and just give give like a bold a bold prediction? Just in case of what exactly? Just in case it goes off. Oh. I don't think he's going to. I mean, there's no such thing as a as a rookie tight end going off, but can I make a bold prediction? Sure. I'm gonna say I'm on our St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs score for the Lions. All right. I'll take it. I think they find a way to get Gibbs a, a touchdown in this game. Just to like really stick it. <laughs> I just, just have like, that have that feeling. So like Jared Goff is or like I'm on our St. Brown or somebody's gonna, you know, go out at the one just so they can run it in with Jameer Gibbs. Like that's sort of petty. Well, I think if, if he goes out of the one, I think it's David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery gets a touchdown. But I think they get I think they get Jameer Gibbs into space with something and Jameer Gibbs just goes bye bye. Gone. So well, I guess I'll say I guess I'll say I guess I'll I'll amend it. I'll say log touchdown for Jameer Gibbs. Okay. So even bolder of a prediction. Sure. Okay. I like it. I like it. So let's go into the Battle of Ohio in Cleveland. And it is the Cincinnati Bengals and Cleveland Browns. Start off with the away team. Uh, Joe Burrow is your question mark here as far as injuries. I mean, he's back at practice. So as far as I'm concerned, I see my man Joey B. O. Blue Eyes practicing. To me, he's good to go. But you have to look at Joe at Joe Burrow and in his career against the Cleveland Browns. They're kind of his bogey team. So, you know, what that kind of means, we'll have to wait and see. Brown's defense is also very is very much improved. So they they they've gone out, they went, they made some key additions for that defense in the offseason. Joe Burrow is only my QB nine this week. Startable, but my expectations for him are a bit tempered because I want to see what he looks like on the calf, see if that's a hundred percent. And it's a tough matchup for him going to Cleveland to start the season. So only my QB nine this week, Joe Burrow, but startable. Yep. Uh, for Cleveland, though, their defense, Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett, both questionable heading into this game. Yeah, I think they're both. I think they're both going to play. Okay. I think they're both going to play, barring something totally unforeseen. Um, and those are the only like major injuries for Cleveland. Um, as far as fantasy relevance is concerned anyway, as on the defense side, on the defensive side. So we can go into Joe Mixon 
as well and um, the other offensive players for the Bengals. Uh, Joe Mixon, is t- he's a top 10 running back play this week. Uh, he's a very, 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 very solid start. I would project probably something along the lines of Joe Mixon getting somewhere between 17 to 20 touches in this game, probably somewhere close to 100 yards total total offense with the potential for more. Um, if I could just look at his two games uh, last year versus Cleveland and just see what he did. He went eight for 27 with seven catches in the first matchup. And then in the second matchup, he had 14 carries for 96 yards, 6.9 yards per attempt with two touches was the RB 24 and the RB 16. So mixed return last year for, for Joe Mixon. I don't know if he's going to score in this game. Cause I mean, if you look at his numbers from, from last year, four of his touchdowns from a year ago came in one game. Uh, against against Carolina, but still a top ten play should have a very solid floor in in PP in PPR leagues. Uh, gets less and less safe as you go down the ladder. Yeah, I mean, what a great game in Cal in Carolina it was. But um, I I agree with you there. Uh, as far as the receivers, like I said about Denzel Ward, I mean, do you think he's going to play? But um, he will have to go up against either Jamar Chase or uh, T. Higgins. Do you think it's going to be like a shadow situation or is he going to split time between the both of them? Uh, I think this might be a shadow situation where Denzel Ward is going to follow Jamar Chase all over the field. Uh, that's what I would bet. And if we just look at what Jamar Chase and T. Higgins did in two games versus the Bengals a year ago, Jamar Chase did not play in the first one, I believe. I think he was out for that one, yes. And then the second one, second game, he had 10 catches for a buck 19 and a touchdown, whereas T. Higgins against the Browns. In the first one, he went three for 49 with a touchdown, and in the second one, he did not play. So both receivers scored against the Browns last year. Worthwhile starts. They both as have if, pretty good. As games. if you were thinking about benching either Jamar Chase or or T. Higgins, you absolutely were not. Uh, Tyler Boyd, you were not starting. Fair. Um, anybody else for for uh, Cincinnati? Uh, Ur Smith is a little bit interesting as as like a tight end streamer. If, if you have a Travis Kelsey problem, and if Ur Smith is available, I don't. I don't see any issue potentially with trying to start Irv Smith against against the Browns if that's an option. I would rather Jake Ferguson over over Irv Smith, but that's just a name. All right, cool. Um, and I think you already did say that you like the uh, Bengals defense against Cleveland. Also, borderline starts. Yes, borderline starts. Do you like both defenses? Yeah, I like the Bengals defense more. Okay. All right, going to Cleveland, uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's a sit for me this week. He's a definite sit for me this week. He's only my QB 17. And the reason why I'm going to go ahead and say sit him is just because you want to see it first. You want to see what he's got. And if Deshaun Watson goes off in, in week one, then you know what you got going forward. But they're just better options out there. I would much rather start a guy that we're going to be talking about 
uh, middle of a while. I'd rather start Russell Wilson over Deshaun Watson this week. Russell Wilson at home versus the Raiders. That's an option I would love to potentially try and exploit if I have the possibility of doing that. But Deshaun Watson, again, my QB 17, I would sit him if I could possibly afford it. All right. And then obviously you're starting Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious. Yep. My RB5. Start him. And uh, you're starting Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah. Yep. You're starting Amari Cooper. Wide receiver two range. Comfortably start him. Uh, what about Elijah? Give me, give me something. He's in the flex conversation as like a as a lower end flex. I think I'd want to see it first, but if you have no other option, like maybe you're facing uh, a Cooper Cup injury, maybe Terry McLaurin injury. Um, I knew there was one. There was one other guy that I'm just I'm trying to remember off the top of my head that is also hurt. Oh, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, if he was a starting receiver for you. If you have any of those problems, then maybe Elijah Moore would be someone that I that I would start. But honestly, this is someone that we're, we're not going to be talking about today. We'll talk about him tomorrow. I, I would give Traylon Burks a serious look over Elijah Moore. He would be someone that I would target just because I feel like the Saints are going to do a shadow job on DeAndre Hopkins. Who DeAndre Hopkins, I actually have pretty low in my ranks this week. I don't want to spoil that. That's going to be for for tomorrow. But, you know, if you have that option where maybe Traylon Brooks wasn't drafted and you can go in that direction, that would be a direction that I would go over over Elijah Moore. But I would start Elijah Moore over the likes of uh, Zay Flowers, Michael Thomas. Um, Let me just see what other receivers that I would start him over. I know there's one more. Oh, and Rashad Bateman. I was yellow. All right. Cool. And then uh, David Njoku. In the thin, thin, thin tight end market, uh, yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's a he's a low end, uh, tight end. One two games versus the Browns last uh, versus the Bengals last year did not play in the first one and in the second one he had seven catches for fifty nine yards and a touchdown. Finished the tight end three. That's not bad. So eh, you could you, you start and joke him. I mean, I doubt you have many better options out there. It's true. All right, next game, Jacksonville. In Indianapolis for Anthony Richardson's debut. So let's start off with the Jaguars because they'll be easier to talk about than the Colts, I think. Uh, well, you're, you're starting Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And you're starting Travis Etienne. Yep. And you're starting Christian Kirk. And you're uh-huh. starting Calvin Ridley. Yep. And is that it? I'm higher on Christian Kirk than a lot of people are. Christian Kirk is, is a uh, low-end wide receiver, too. Calvin Ridley, a mid-range wide receiver, too, for me. So I do have Ridley higher than than Kirk. Um, but I'm much higher on Kirk than uh, a lot of people are. And then outside of that, I would also start Evan Ingram. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yep. Also, Jacksonville, no injuries. Crazy. Not yet. Not yet. Not going to Um. Okay. <laughs> So, Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson. Do you start Anthony Richardson in his first, in his NFL debut? I would avoid it if you could. I my agree. QB, my QB 16, I would avoid it. I feel like I would, if you can, because you probably followed at least one piece of advice that we had, 
which was, or that you had, which was drafted established veteran and Anthony Richardson, and then play Anthony Richardson when he breaks out, if he breaks out. So if you're following that strategy, then you'd be waiting a couple of weeks anyway to try to play Richardson. We'll put it this way. This was a name that I had mentioned and a, a, a duo that I would have said you could potentially go with. And the guy that I'm referring to, of course, is Aaron Rodgers. That was a guy that I had, was, am pretty sure that I said um, I would love to target to also pair Kirk with, Cousins. with Anthony Richardson. Kirk Cousins was, a, was another name, too. But the Aaron Rodgers one is the one, the one I'm going to roll with. I would start Anthony Richardson over Aaron Rodgers this week. That I would do. Well, Aaron Rodgers has a very tough matchup. That's the point, which yeah. we'll get to. But that situation, I would start Anthony Richardson over Rodgers. But if Russell Wilson is available, pick up Russell Wilson and stream Russell Wilson and don't start Richardson over Rodgers. Sit them both and just start Russell. Okay, that makes sense. That that would be my recommendation. Obviously, you know, if you don't have anybody to drop, then you just start Richardson and you call it a day. But if you do have Cousins, I would comfortably start Cousins over over Richardson. Yeah, me too. So let's play America's favorite game, which is called Who's Playing Running Back for the Colts? Uh, it's going to be Deion Jackson, at least to start. Yeah, because... At it, least to start, but... Our favorite uh, player, Zach Moss, is hurt. Oh, Zach Moss... Uh, very simple. The running back that I want to have from the Indianapolis Colts is Anthony Richardson. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. I don't want to start either one of them if I don't have to. If I had to pick one, it would be Deion Jackson. That's a fair point. If I had to. That doesn't yeah. mean I would start him. Deion Jackson is only my RB45. He's not even in the flex conversation. Yeah. But if you uh, have to start him, fine. I understand it. Let me just see where he is in the ECR for the week. So he is coming in at the at the RB forty four. In full point PPR. With that number looking like that it is climbing. So it is possible. It is possible by the end of the week, we could be talking about, if we get some more clarity about this, then it looks like by the end of the week, we could be talking about Deion Jackson maybe in starting range for the Colts, even though I would not want to do it. I mean, technically, he is a starting running back in the NFL. But I don't know. I I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't do it unless you have a massive, massive running back problem. Then then maybe, maybe you have to do it. But if you have a choice, I wouldn't. What about the receivers? It's basically just Michael Pittman at this point, right? Um, It's Michael Pittman and it is Alec Pierce who is outside of my top 60. So, yeah, it really is just Michael uh, Michael Pittman. He's my wide receiver 30, so he's he's a mid-range wide receiver three. So as a third receiver, you could start him. As a flex in PPR leagues, you could start him. I wouldn't want to, but if you had to, 
you can go ahead. You can go ahead and start him. He's definitely in range. All right. Um, Mo Ali Cox and never anybody. Nobody. Nope. Nope. Jelani Woods is out. It's Kylan Granson and Mo Ali Cox. I would say keep one of them on your radar. If I had to guess which one it's going to be, I would guess that it's going to be Kylan Granson. But that's just that's a pure off the cuff guess. All right. Jags defense though. Jags defense though. I I would I would definitely consider starting. They're they're a top ten defense for me this week. I would also consider starting them as well because that's a great matchup against a rookie quarterback in his first um, yep. NFL game. Yep, with already shaky mechanics. <laughs> Take advantage of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is the 49ers at the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and um, the big news with the 49ers, and like with Kansas City, we're starting at tight end, and it's George Kittle. Yeah, look like he's a little banged up. Oh wow, I'm so shocked. It's a big, it's a big stunner. Um, too early, too early to tell. Uh, dealing with, I believe it's a groin. Is that correct? Uh, um, I can go on Fantasy Pros and check. I believe it's a, I believe it's a groin. I don't want to be quoted on that, but I, I believe it is. I want you to get radioed here. <laughs> don't want me to get radioed. Yeah. That's so it, nice of you. I think it is. I wouldn't put my reputation on it. Oh, but yes, it is. It is. It is a groin. Okay. I just, I wanted to yeah. make a hundred percent sure. Um, well, you, you never heard about getting radioed? No, I've never, never heard about getting radioed. Oh, <laughs> I've like, never heard. I've never heard of that. What is that? It's like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like when somebody like takes your quote out of context and like uses it on their podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I don't want that. Yeah. I definitely don't want that. But if George Kittle does, in fact, miss the opener, it's much better news for the likes of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. If it's not George Kittle, the next guy up, according to the Niners' depth chart, would be Charlie Werner. But there's also Ross Dwelly, who we have seen. And if you haven't started Ross Dwelly before, you've not been playing fantasy football the right way. Because I think everyone has had to start Ross Dwelly a time or two. Ross um, Dwelly, that's a name. Oh, Ross Dwelly's the man. That guy's that guy is the man. Uh, but right as of right now, George Kittle is my tight end six. But of course looming injury concerns if George Kittle does not play like I said big time boost for the likes of Christian McCaffrey in the passing game Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk who if I'm correct I think Debo is yeah he's a borderline wide receiver two Brandon Ayuk is a high-end wide receiver three Ayuk would no doubt be a wide receiver two for me and Debo Samuel would get a bit of a boost uh as well all right. Um, and McCaffrey, McCaffrey can't climb up anymore. He's my he's my RB one. So <laughs> he's reached the mountaintop. Yes, he's he has reached the mountaintop. I did I did consider putting Austin Eckler at um at RB one. I did definitely consider it. So Brock Purdy, he's going to be the starter. Uh, that's what it's looking like. All right. Well, it's going to be fun. 
That is what it is looking like. But, 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 big time, but I'm not starting Brock Purdy. Yeah, I have Brock Purdy in the guillotine and I'm not starting him because I have Kirk Cousins. But I do have George Kittle, which is not great. Um, uh, and by and by the way, I did I did make the move. Austin Eckler is now my new RB one for the week. I did make that move. Oh, so Christian McCaffrey is no longer on the mountaintop. He's the RB two. It's like the Highlander up in here. Yeah, but he won't he won't he won't be any lower than than RB two. Brock Purdy is my QB twenty six. I would much rather be starting uh, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, uh, Jordan Love. Even the guy we'll be talking about, and Adam, you can pat me on the back for this segue. Kenny Pickett. Oh, look at this radio professional. Radio professional here. So Kenny Pickett against this Niners defense. What do you think? Mid QB two uh, in the starting range and super flex. I wouldn't do it if I had the option, though. I would definitely be be sitting him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you. And then what about not biased? Because I have both of them. But <laughs> Najee, Najee Harris. Not not biased. Not biased. Not biased. I mean, I have, no, the, I have I have I have both of them. I have both of them. I, I'm a bad caster. Doesn't make things about me. Yes. I make everything about me. Don't you know me? Yeah. Oh, don't I know it? So the running backs, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Do you think there's going to be a big split there? Or like, what do you think the situation is going to be? To start out, no. But I think as we get further and further on, if Najee Harris does not perform, then yes, we could definitely see a situation where the the gap does creep closer and closer between between the two i actually this might be a bold a bold prediction or take whatever you want to call it Najee harris is only my rb19 so he's startable if you have to i would sit Najee harris this week the 49ers defense that defensive line is absolutely brutal they were they were number two in the entire league last year in rushing yards allowed and number two in yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs. I understand that maybe you might not have a better option on your fantasy teams. I, I completely, completely get it. Where if you have to start Najee Harris, then that's fine. You know, you have to start him, whatever. But if you have a better option, I would probably go with that with that guy over over Najee Harris. One of the 18 guys that I have ranked above uh, Najee Harris would be the guy, would be a guy that I would go with. And who are those guys in full? Where you can go find out, fantasypros.com. Just search up any player that you want. My ranks will all be there. Shameless plug. Company. Game, yes. Well, you have given me a bit of pause because now I'm thinking about it because I have one option that could potentially work here. Um, but I don't know. Or maybe two. Well, who's, who, who are they? Well, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is ahead by one. Oh, well then, and then Dalvin Cook would probably be the other one. Uh, Dalvin Cook is not even in the same stratosphere. Yes. So I'm thinking, so in that case, I might, because J.K. Dobbins has a great matchup, which we will talk about. 
J.K. Dobbins against Houston at home. Well, we could we could put it up next up next if you'd like after we talk about the receivers. I'm not going to make everything about me. We do have we we have an order, a bit a bit of an order. Um, but yeah, it's just giving me giving me some thought about my lineup decisions now that you're saying that because it's it's true the Niners defense is very good against the run. This is what I do. I open my mouth and I inside thought. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, let's go into the receivers. Talk about Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Uh, Deontay Johnson, the high-end wide receiver three and full-point PPR. George Pickens, a low-end wide receiver three. I would be starting Deontay Johnson. I would understand if you have to start George Pickens, I would look at other options, though. I, I would be looking at Jordan Addison. Even though even though Jordan Addison was listed as number three on the depth chart today for, for, for the Minnesota Vikings, I think that's ridiculous. I I, yeah. I, I think that is that is silly. I think Jordan Addison is better than KJ Osborne. That will be proven within time. I think Jordan Addison is going to play a lot from from the jump. So no concerns there. I would start Jordan Addison. Uh, Brandon Cooks. I would start over George Pickens. Give yourself a piece of Sunday night as well. Um, and I would even I would even think about Gabe Davis Monday night versus the Jets. I would think about that one just because I think Sauce Gardner is going to be occupied with a guy by the name of Steph of of Stefan Diggs. I wonder if this then allows Gabe Davis a bit more leeway on the opposite side of the field. Yeah, but DJ Reed's still there, and he's very good. Also, DJ Reed is still there, but guess what? Who who's Josh Allen more likely to target? Is Josh Allen more likely to target Sauce Gardner? Or is he more likely to try and target and take advantage of DJ Reed? Well, yeah, obviously he's more likely to throw to the non-shadowed receiver. Correct. So, yeah, I get it. Which is why I would I would consider Gabe Davis in that spot. Well, I'm but saying Pickens, that... Pickens and Davis this week are very very similar. Yeah, it's still going to be a tough matchup for both. Sure, the Boomer Busty. Very boomer busty, but I think what gives what, what would give Davis the edge for me personally is it just gives you a piece of Monday night. Yeah, and like you, it's hard to like Pickens or not like Pickens or Pickett. It's hard to not like Pickett and then like Pickens because it just doesn't make any sense at that point. Because if you think that Kenny Pickett is going to have a good game or not have a good game, then why would you think that George Pickens would have a good game? Well, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Pickett also can run. True. So because Kenny Pickett may, could have a solid enough game, that doesn't mean by default that Pickens is going to have a good game. Because Deontay Johnson could have a good game. Right. I think Deontay Johnson, I think Deontay Johnson will have a good game. Um, The last pass catcher, for the Steelers that we want to talk about is Pat Frymouth. Uh, again, I, th- I think, you know, you have to, you have to start him. He's a low end starting option though. Uh, tight end 12 this week. You have to, that's fine. Not many other options that you're really going to find. So uh, you just ride out with Frymouth and hope he can score a touchdown for you. Yep. All right. Well, you know, what's hilarious actually, before we do that, do you like any of the defenses in this game? Uh, Niners. Yeah. Niners, top top five defense this week. Start them. So the funny thing is, 
the next team on the list on ESPN's list, the next AFC home game that they listed is actually Texans Ravens. So before we go into that, can I also just add one more thing about this game? Yes. Steelers defense, they are a borderline start. I like them a lot more if there's no kill. Hmm. I don't know, but McCaffrey's still there. Yeah. They're at home, though. And it's a West Coast team that's coming East. That's true. They're a borderline start. They're my defense 12. I don't know if I would feel comfortable in week one. I don't know. I, I well, don't it's, know also, it's also Brock Purdy. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like the Niners are going to be led or being led by, you know, Joe Montana here. That's true. That's that's a fair point. Because if we like Brock Purdy so much, Brock Purdy would not be the QB 26. Yeah, well, it's because Brock Purdy had to get like Tommy John surgery in the offseason. Well, even then. Even even that even then last year when he when he was when he was going on his run I don't think I had Brock Purdy ranked any ranked higher at any point than QB fifteen QB sixteen. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the the fear factor of the Niners as far as like their offense. Um, and then the Steelers' defense is good, and it usually is, but it's a it's it's a tough play. I don't have the same I there. don't have the same fear as you do. I guess not. <laughs> there are better options. There are absolutely 100% better options. I would rather either defense in the Monday night game over the Steelers against the 49ers. But if you had to start them, you go ahead and you do it. Which is even crazier because that, I mean, I don't know. That's it. That Monday night game could go one of two ways. And I don't know. Yeah. Both, one... both defenses, both defenses, in the Monday night game. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So I'll just I'll just kill it there, and we can uh, we can continue that when we get there. Yes. Okay. So the Baltimore Ravens um, added to the list. Another tight end is injured, and um, at least Mark Andrews is scheduled to return to practice on Wednesday. The height of the tight end market, like oh my god, you have yeah. Kittle hurt, Andrews hurt, Kelsey hurt, like. As if the tight end position wasn't bad enough. Somebody check on Kyle Pitts and rot and wrap him in bubble wrap. A Darren Waller too. Yeah, Darren Waller, wrap him in bubble wrap. Like my God. But everything everything that I've heard about Mark Andrews is that he's on pace to uh, to practice on Wednesday and subsequently be good to play on on Sunday. All right, cool. Um, and then for Houston, since we're just going to go over. Let's go over injuries. Well, we didn't we did talk. We did talk about the 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 other Ravens. No, I know, but I just wanted to just. Oh, get... oh, oh, oh! I see. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. I Adam, just... forgive me. Forgive me. I just jump. I jump the gun sometimes. I jump okay. the gun sometimes. I have to just let you, let you rule rule this ship because you are you are the pilot. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there aren't really any fantasy worthy injuries to talk about with the Houston Texans, so we can move on and talk about the and start with Lamar Jackson. Uh you're starting. Yeah. You're starting. JK Dobbins. Start. I think I, I think I am starting him. I would start um over Najee Harris. I, I mean yeah I, I think I think I definitely would. And for you know just for anybody else, the last five games of twenty twenty two he was Really, really good. Averaged, I believe, 
6.6 yards per carry, somewhere in the range of 90 rushing yards, 14 carries a game. Granted, granted, a lot of that was without Lamar Jackson. So you got to put a big asterisk on top of that. But what you can say is that he's going up against Texans defense that were dead last in rushing yards allowed per game in 2022. So. Yep. You're looking to exploit that matchup. You definitely have the opportunity to do so with J.K. Dobbins this week. Yes. Also, another tight end that's injured is T.J. Hawkinson, but he might he'll probably play this week. Yeah, I think Hawkinson will be will be good to go. That was the yeah. other one that I was that I was trying to find. I knew there was one yeah. more in there that was that was hard. It was it was Hawkinson. Good call. Yeah, because once again, I was checking my fantasy team. I was like, oh yeah, T.J. Hawkinson's injured. Well, good good thing good thing you were doing that. Yes, good thing I was doing that. There definitely were people that were screaming through this saying, Fucking Hawkinson, you dumb fucks. It's it's a real car screamer of a <laughs> of a podcast. Yep. This is. Um anybody else besides JK Dobbins at the running back position? No, but keep an eye on Gus Edwards because you know he's just gonna be annoying. Like I definitely see a world where they get within the five yard line, they they bring in Gus Edwards for a touchdown. I oh, definitely see it. Bite your tongue. <laughs> I really see it. Oh, that and it is not. gonna piss so many people off, myself included. Yeah, me too. Oh, don't do that. Don't put that evil energy out there. I see it. That's just mean. I, uh, I'm sorry. I have to report to the people. <laughs> The, the facts of the times. Yes. No, I, I understand, but it hurts. Uh, receivers for Baltimore. Rashad Bateman, Aldo Beckham, Zay Flowers. In the order in which I would start them. Yes. Flowers, Bateman, Beckham. However, with that being said, if you don't have to start any of them, I wouldn't. I think I would wait and see on all of them. Just let it let it play out. See who gets what. We could see target shares and analyze that data over the course of the week next week going into week number two. I would sit all three of them. But if you had to start them, or had to start one of them, the order in which I'd start them, Flowers first, Bateman, then Beckham last. All right. I like it. And then we already talked about Mark Andrews, so we can move on to Houston. Yep. And are you starting anybody? Well, Damian Pierce, maybe. But yeah, you're not starting CJ Stroud. No, you're not you're not yeah. starting CJ Stroud. Um Damian Pierce thing is really, really fucking tricky. Because now you have Domingo Ryan saying that it looks like Pierce is is going to be in a little bit of a committee with, with him and um, him and Devin Singletary. I have Pierce as my RB21, and I don't love it. I do not love it at fucking all. I mean, look at what happened in our draft. Look how far Damian Pierce fell in our draft yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and Devin Singletary, for what it's worth as well, is my, RB, my RB39. And I think that Singletary should be higher and Pierce should be lower. And I think by the time we get to Sunday, I think I'm going to make that change. But for right now, Pierce 21, Singletary 39. 
but yeah, that's a wild I, statement. Can I see a world where Pierce's, uh, where Pierce and Singletary are in the flex conversation, just on different, just in different ranges? Yes, I can. All right. Anybody else for Houston? Um, John Mechie, maybe. No, there's there's a receiver that I would start. Nico Collins in deep, 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 deep leagues. That would be the guy. But keep, but keep an eye, keep an eye out on on, on Tank Dell. Keep an eye out. All right. Not not Robert Woods, though. Never Robert Woods. Never. Never. Listen, I love me some Bobby Trees. He's a great guy. He he really is. He's an extraordinary specimen. Great guy. But not anymore. Never. Never. Yeah, no. Not anymore as in you're not starting him. I never said not anymore as he's a bad person now. No, 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 no. Bobby Trees is a great guy. Has won me many fantasy titles. So I can't disrespect the man. Love you, Bobby Trees. Great guy. Young Prince. Yeah, no. I I agree. This is my uh, weekly reminder that Robert Woods is on the Houston Texans. I'd be lying to you (laughs) if I said over the course of the last couple of weeks that I knew he was on the Houston Texans. I would be lying to you. Well, it's like there have been times where I have forgotten. It was like the back half of the season with Tennessee, where I was like, "Oh, he's on. He's still on the Titans." Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, that one I knew because happened to just see him on my television screen. But yeah, the the (laughs) the Texans one I still have not fully adjusted to that. Yep. The anonymous wide receiver club is the Houston Texans. Yeah. Tank Dell, though, definitely the most interesting. But not starting him. Nico Collins, 12-team, three receiver leagues, you could do it. I would not feel comfortable about it, though. At all. Yeah, me neither. fucking all. Me neither. And obviously, in case you didn't realize, the only defense that's worth it in this game is the Ravens' defense. They are my number one defense this week. That's nice. Number one. Yeah. Once again, great defense going up against a rookie quarterback in his first NFL start. Is it number one defense? It's number 32 defense for me this week. It is. Texans are number 32. That's hilarious. Yep. I mean, where do you, when do you see that happen? Like rarely, probably. Very rarely. Very rarely. I've never, I've, I haven't had the opportunity of, of putting that out there. It's definitely happened, but I just oh, yeah. never. I've I've never, I've never spoken it into existence like I like I did just now. Well, you never like notice it, right? And now yeah. I did, and, and, and now are. I did. But you know what? The one things the, the things that we do notice around here are on the on, on the review shows when we have this thing called an immaculate stat line. Oh yeah, that's, that's a great thing. That's Can't a wait great to thing. see it back. I cannot wait. I wonder who is going to have the first immaculate stat line. I wonder if DraftKings or FanDuel has uh, has the lines out for who's going to have the first immaculate stat line. I think that they should just have a running bet, and I don't gamble, but a running bet for like a prop bet for just immaculate stat lines. You want to you, you want to hear who my who my uh, who my deep sleeper is? Oh, sorry, there deep sleeper. <laughs> IP IP Adam. Uh, who who my deep sleeper is to be the first player with an immaculate stat line? You ready for this one? Who is it? 
Durham Smythe. Oh, that is an A plus immaculate stat line name. That it really is. It really <laughs> doesn't get much better than that. Tight end, second or third string, will never play more than a couple snaps, but he gets on there on the one yard line. They run a play action pass, some shit like that, and bang, he's just standing there right in the corner. Thank you very much. You know who it sounds like you just described? Logan Paulson to a T. <laughs> My king. My we, king. We love Logan Paulson here at the Basement Talk Podcast Family Podcast. Haven't done this in a while. Logan Paulson. Haven't haven't done that in a while. No, you have to dust off the old vocal cords for that one. Yeah. yeah I, de- I definitely do. So you dust off the old vocal cords for uh, for some good friends of ours, some some loyal supporters of the program. Yes. All right. Jamie and Steven. Great people. <laughs> of course. Where we still have three games to, to do. Uh, believe me, I'm not, I'm not going off into, into a Stevie G uh, tirade. Okay, great. Uh, Raiders Broncos in Denver. Um, I could have gone to this game if I was still in Utah. And but I'm not for until a couple weeks. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So the Raiders and Broncos, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no. Josh Jacobs. Yes. Yes. Devontae Adams. Yes. Uh, Josh Jacobs, my RB eight and full Devontae Adams, my wide receiver 10 and full. Yes. Yes. On both. Outside of that, if you wanted to start Jacoby Myers, my wide receiver 45, low-end flex option. But in the guillotine, I have to. And I don't I don't love it. Well, well that's the that's the guillotine. That's how yep. that's how it rolls. That is how it rolls. Yep. So in deep leagues, if you have to, it's fine. Um that's it. I guess we can go to Denver. I know that you like well, or, uh, yeah. Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer, rookie tight end. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Hell to the no. All right. Uh, weird from you. You like Russell Wilson. Yeah. Can't believe I'm fucking saying it. Yeah. But yeah, I like Russell Wilson. Definitely, definitely in the starting conversation for sure. I'm I expect, I expect we're gonna get questions about him in the mailbag. I I I definitely I if I can look into my crystal ball, I could definitely see it. I feel like you might get a lot of Denver questions in the mailbag about Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, and Corlin Sutton. Well, and Greg Dolchich. Ho- well, hopefully we can get people answer to, to give people the answers that they so desire right now. Yes. Well, so you're already talking about Russell Wilson. And now we can talk about Javante Williams and Samaji P. Ryan. Both fl- in the flex conversation. Javante Williams, my RB26. Samaji P. Ryan, my RB34. Javante Williams, I would start pretty comfortably. P. Ryan, I don't know if I would, but if you're thin and you have to potentially do it, I could see a world where they just work back in Javante Williams and they give Samaji P. Ryan a comfortable enough run. So, is it possible that I'm too high on Javante and too low on Samaj P. Ryan? Yes, I'm, it's definitely possible. All right. And then the receivers. Um, Cortland Sutton. Yeah, 
Yeah. As a mid-range wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely worthwhile. Uh, Marvin Mims, definitely on the radar just as a stash option because he's going to get a ton of playing time, I would imagine, with Tim Patrick out, Jerry Judy out. He's going to get a ton of opportunities to potentially come in and and be the guy opposite of of Cortland Sutton. So, is he worth is he worth the start? No, but is he worth a spot on your bench? And if he goes off, then we potentially reassess, reanalyze next week. Yes. Has Jerry Judy been ruled out? Uh he has he has the hamstring injury, but. Yeah, I don't, think, just I don't, quite, I don't think it's been officially ruled out yet, but it's it's been pretty much looking that way, barring a certain grace of God miracle that he does uh that he does recover in time. But he's been trending towards missing week one now for pretty much this entire process, but he's not on IR and he has not been ruled out yet. So is the door slightly ajar? I guess so. To quote Dumb and Dumber, so you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. Yes, there is a chance. And then Greg Dolchich, last but not least. Uh, no, I wouldn't start Dolchich. I wouldn't. Just because okay. this whole thing with now Adam Troutman, where he's been getting a ton of looks and uh, oh. Sean Payton wanting to feature Adam Troutman. Another they, former Saint. What a fucking surprise. It, it, no, no. I need to see it first. I need to see Greg Dolchich make sure that Adam Troutman is it ass is in a seat on the bench where it belongs. I'm surprised he didn't trade for Case of Hell. Well, because they probably couldn't or didn't want to because of the contract that was given to Taysom Hill by guess who? Sean fucking Payton. Technically, it might have been Mickey Loomis, but still. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. With with a massive assist to Sean Payton. That yeah, that's a, yes, that's a wild contract. Ridiculous. Anyway. Noted, B, noted BYU Cougar, uh, Taysom Hill, by the way. <laughs> go Cougs. Go go Cougs. Uh, the Bron- he... Broncos defense, absolutely a absolutely locked and loaded play this week. Yep. All right, next, second-to-last game, uh, Dolphins at Chargers in SoFi. This will be a fun game. This will yeah. be fun. Well, if it was anything like last year's edition of this game, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, last year's edition of this game was really boring. It was the Sunday night game. That was really boring. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. That game. That game was like what, twenty three seventeen or something like that. Yeah, was that also in SoFi? I believe I it was. That's weird. I believe it was. I think it was. I, I think right it was, Um, twenty twenty was the game that was good between the Chargers and. The Dolphins, that was in Miami, where there were a ton of points. It was 29-21. Yep, that was the game. Yeah, 
So I believe um, it was a Thursday night game too. So the Dolphins and the Chargers, the last year's edition was the Dolphins were on a bit of a road trip. They were in San Francisco and they got killed. <laughs> and then they were in Los Angeles. Breaking the, fucking news. The, a team got killed by the 49ers. Yeah. Back to you in the studio, Jim. They were in the midst of a six-game losing streak, which is just great. And then they still made the playoffs because they listen, beat the Jets listen. by five points. Listen, I have to say, I know that I've been a, a known Mike McDaniel um, defusiast. I don't know if that's a word, but we're just going to fucking rock with it. Detractor is probably detractor. About- there we go. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. I've been a known Mike McDaniel detractor. However, since I've realized that Mike McDaniel likes to make particular choices on the sideline, Mike McDaniel is a great guy. I've completely changed my tune on on I'm, Mike McDaniel. Incredible guy. Do I even want to know? Uh yeah, he uh, he 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 pops some zins on 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 the sideline. He what? <laughs> he pops some zins. You know you, you know a zin Adam? What what's a zin? A zin? You mean one of these? Oh, he like chew he chews uh No, no, it's not a ch- it's not a chew. Oh, I don't know what it is. What is it? Adam, you're so innocent. You're so <laughs> innocent. It's beautiful. Uh, no, it's, it's it's nicotine salts. Oh, it yeah, looks like nicotine it. salts. So, all right, we're, we're, we're going <laughs> to, wow. We're going to explain to Adam how his Zen works. <clears throat> this might be some of the greatest podcasting content of all time. So you stick it in. You tuck it right into the side of your gum. You tuck it in. Yeah. Voila. Boom. There's a Zen. You sit there, you get, you get a little buzz off of it, and you feel good, and you enjoy your life. And that's oh. what Mike McDaniel parked in. So, Mike McDaniel, great guy. Love him. That looks like a dip tray. It's what it, it's kind of what it is, yeah, because because ideal because you're going to be spitting like a like a freaking motherfucker. Yeah, I'm not that innocent. I do know what chewing dip is. <laughs> oh, I love dip. I love dip. And I, I, I oh, it is it. horrible for you. Oh my god! Nice uh, Copenhagen Everclear. Oh my god, it is the worst for you. Oh, I could tell. I could tell you stories. Yeah, I could tell. Oh my god, I could tell you stories. Anyway, uh, Dol- Dolphins Chargers. Dolphins Chargers. Uh, yeah, no, we're not talking anymore about chewing tobacco. Thank you. Very yeah, much. yeah, drugs. <laughs> Let's not do that. Um, how do we get here? I, oh, right, because Mike McDaniel is because Mike McDaniel's a great guy, <laughs> allegedly. Oh no, he he is confirmed. He's confirmed as much. Okay. Anyway, so the Dolphins. Um, do you start? I'm not even going to say his name because I know that you, you, you do it so well. So, the, the starting quarterback for the Dolphins, who would take Leviola, QB Alabama. Correct. Are you starting him? Yeah. Top 10 options this week. Start him. All right. Uh, the running backs. Oh, God. I mean, Jeff Wilson's on IR. Raheem Mostert. Devin A. Chain is questionable. It's Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert to the fucking moon. Yep. Start him. Start him, start him, start him. Flex option. Absolutely. My RB28 this week. Start him. And then the receivers, obviously, you're starting Waddle and Hill. You don't need us to tell you that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're starting Waddle and you're starting Hill. That was a weird hesitation. Are you thinking about not starting Waddle? No, no, because I, I just realized we missed the game. No, we did we? Mm-hmm. Who do we miss? 
the Eagles and the Patriots. Oh, well, we don't have we don't have to miss them yet. No, we don't have to miss them yet. We we could always, we could always go back to it, but yeah, yes, that was that was the thing that was on my mind. I was like, there's one more game that we're, we're that we didn't that we didn't touch on. I was trying to think of what it was. It was the the Eagles and the Patriots. Okay. Um, and then for the, the Dolphins tight ends, yeah, no, 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 nope, 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 nope. nope. What about your immaculate sideline guy? Doesn't Durham Smythe play for the Dolphins? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And if you would like to start him in hopes of the immaculate stat line blessing your team, then by all means, go for it. I would not recommend it, though. Why would you start a tight end just to get seven points? Because it might be better than what some other tight ends will give you. <laughs> just to get just to get 7.1 points. Listen, all I know is that if my tight end was starting for me, and put up 8.3 points, I would be distraught. But if my tight end put up 7.1 points, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, in full, by the way. In full, yes, in full point PPR. Yes. Yeah, half it would look weird because it's like 6.6. 6.6. And then 6.1 in non. Yep. So anyway. Let's move on to the Chargers. Sure. Um, Justin Herbert. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Austin Eckler. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that Eckler guy's all right. Yeah, I maybe, guess you could start him. Maybe that Eckler guy's all right. Yeah, you start Eckler. Yeah, maybe that Patrick Mahomes guy's okay. Yeah, you, you start Eckler. You start Eckler because I, I have to remind myself that there are some some, some new people that are uh, listening to this podcast. And by the way, welcome to those people. This is your first time playing fantasy football. It's a great time. We're in it together. It is a lot of fun. I'm excited to have you. It's fucking awful. It's awful. It makes you question your existence, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It No, it it's fun. Yeah, we wouldn't dedicate our time to this if it wasn't fun. That's true. That's true. We would not, we would not do this if it was not fun. Yeah. Um, and then the receivers, there are three guys, really. It's Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnston. Oh, you're starting Keenan Allen. You can start Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams better in non in half than I do in full. Uh, Quentin Johnston, no. I actually think Josh Palmer is going to see more time than Quentin Johnston will. Either they're going to work him in to the game plan? I think Quentin Johnson might see a couple snaps, but I think as, as for who the more reliable um, dart throw would be, it would be Josh Palmer for me over Quentin Johnson. All right. And then Gerald Everett. Mm. Um, You can. If you have a Kelsey issue, if you have a Kelsey issue, then yeah, sure. Yeah, he might be the best one available on your waiver wire. So He definitely might be. All right, cool. So thank you for reminding me. And we will go into Eagles Patriots. For for a split second, I thought you were doing the thank you for listening. I was like, wait, what the fuck? We forgot two games. No, we're going to skip two games. Instead of just skipping one game, we're going to skip two games. I mean, we're Adam gonna... would never forget. I, I, How stupid can I be? Adam would never forget the New York Jets. Come on now. Yeah, no. Gross I would, I'll, misstep on my part. Yeah, I would always forget the Patriots because fuck them. But the Jets never. Correct. Um, The battle between a team that I hate and a team that you hate. The yeah. Eagles and the Patriots 
in Foxborough, Mass. So, yeah. Did you draft the Eagles defense? I forget. I drafted them in a couple spots. Yeah. So they're if a good did, play. If I didn't have the Saints, I had the Eagles. Yeah. They're they're a great play. I kind of am annoyed that I didn't do that. But I mean the, the Ravens oh, defense. Boo hoo. Boo hoo. You have you have the fucking Ravens against the Texans. <laughs> I know. Buy me a goddamn river. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm out of I'm so sad. I didn't draft the Eagles. I drafted the Ravens instead. They're the number one defense of the week. Boo hoo. Oh, I got a different bird team than the other bird team. Fucking A. Anyway, uh, basically, you're starting all your Eagles that you have. I wouldn't start the running backs. Well, yeah, the running backs are a weird situation. No, 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 no. I would not start the running backs. Hell to the no. I'd want to see it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I definitely would want to see it. New England also is very, very good against running backs in 2022. I believe they were sixth in the in the league, and they only allowed about 106 rushing yards a game to opposing running backs. So, And plus they're at home. So that's a yeah. factor. Yep. The running back that I would want to start for the for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts. Ah. Same joke twice. Yep. But, and yeah. Applicable both times. Yes. Um, but everybody else is fine, I would think. So the thing that I will say about the Patriots and what they do, they always take one guy away. So A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. One of those guys is going to be taken away. I don't think it's going to be Goddard. So I think it's going to be one of the receivers that potentially has a down week. Oh, well, that's going to be fun for me in the guillotine if it's Devonta Smith. Um, well, let's wait and see. Yes, it's kind of a coin flip because they're both very they're both very good. So, I mean, traditionally, you'd think it would probably be AJ Brown. But well, need I need I remind you and need I remind the world that last year on opening day, the Eagles were in that. 70 plus point shootout against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. The game ended 38 35, and Devonta Smith had a big fat whopping zero catches for zero yards on four targets. Yes, I do. I do remember that. There were people that were not, that I were remember ins- that too. I remember that all too well. People were incensed last year. Yep. Yep. How could the Fucking Eagles put up 38 points and Devonta Smith have nothing. That game was full of false promises because DeAndre Swift had a great game too. Yep. Everybody in that game was great except for <laughs> except for Devonta Smith. It's like there was that player in hockey. They, I think he was on the Leafs. The Leafs uh, won 7-3, but he was a minus three. <laughs> Sounds like something that oh, it happened in the Toronto Eagles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically that. Um, for the Patriots, though. Dallas got it. You're starting, by the way. Just want yes. to make that okay. abundantly clear. Okay. So now we can move on to the Patriots. Yeah. Is it just Ramondre Stevenson? It's Ramondre Stevenson. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson is that, and that's it. 
Stevenson at a low end RB1. I love it when games are easy. But I'm going to be very curious to see that split that happens with Stevenson and Zeke. And I love that this game is on at 425, so I could watch this very, very closely. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the Eagles defense looks like because there was a bit of an exodus after. No, there was. Yeah, there definitely yeah. was. There definitely so... was, but they still, they still added a lot. They still added a lot. I mean, the, the addition of Jalen Carter, I can't wait to see how he looks. Yeah, that's a great one. But also, I mean, they changed both coordinators. Yeah. So that's another thing that you have to see as far as both offense and defense, how they work in this in this first week. Right. Right. But I, I, I they're safe systems. So yeah. It just it's implementing the guys that they have, the the new guys into into these respective systems. But for the most part, I wouldn't expect too many things to change other than, of course, the the names that'll be that'll be on the field. All right. Well, now we can move on to our last game, and that is the Bills and the Jets on Monday Night Football. Yep. So, Buffalo, you're starting Josh Allen. Yes. And are you starting any running back? Uh, no, no. I I I would not start James Cook this week. I, I absolutely would not. I just get a little bit concerned with you know, of course. Damian Harris is going to be a factor. And again, I'll be very curious to see, you know, what happens in that department. If, if Damian Harris potentially snipes uh, a touchdown from James Cook, but as much as I like him for season long, the week one matchup against the jets and that defensive line is absolutely brutal. I think he's going to have, a miserable rushing day. And I think the bulk of what James Cook's line is going to look like is going to come in the receiving department. I would think that you would have to bank on probably five catches and a touchdown. I think if you get that and he returns flex level numbers, I think you're doing rain dance. You're doing a rain dance. All right. Yeah, no, I agree because the Jets D line is very good with I personally would not do it. Yeah, I see that. Um, and then we kind of already talked a little bit about Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Um and both startable. Both startable. Anybody else? Diggs. Diggs, obviously, you know, you're gonna start Davis. Davis, you're gonna start as well. Um Anybody else as far as receivers? receivers? Yeah, because we could talk about we'll talk about Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox in a second. Uh the name that I probably would watch would be Khalil Shakir. And that would be the other uh receiver that I think could could definitely see some time here. But outside of that, outside of that, no. All right. Now we can move on to the tight ends. I'm not starting either one of them. I'm not starting Kincaid. I'm not starting Dawson Knox. I want to see how the Bills are going to be utilizing Kincaid. See it first, and then we can assess things next week when it when it comes to to Kincaid. But again, I just stress with everyone: this is one of the big reasons why I was not going out of my way to target Dalton Kincaid. If he fell to me, great, but I was not going out of my way trying to target him. Rookie tight ends never ever immediately hit. 
They have good games here or there, but they're very volatile and unpredictable, especially in year one. Could Kincaid grow into something to be very, very special? Absolutely he can. He's in a great position to do it. But his first NFL game, prime time against a really, really good Jets defense, I struggled with potentially saying to everyone, oh, yeah, go start Dalton Kincaid. Yep. All right. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I know that we already talked about him a little bit also. He's a sit for me. It's a tough matchup. I agree. I kind of agree. He it's a really tough matchup for him. He's a sit he he is a sit for me, but I know I have to start him in a super flex unless I'm gonna be starting Sam Howell. Oh, oh man. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's 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 Rogers. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. Um, I'm interested not only as a fan, but as a fantasy football player to see the split between Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Sit Brees Hall, start Dalvin Cook. Even though I have Brees Hall ranked higher than Cook, again, I definitely see that being scrunched together as we get closer and closer to the end of the week. Brees Hall, my RB25, Dalvin Cook, my RB33. I think it's very possible that we see Cook closer to 30, Brees Hall closer to 30, if not Dalvin Cook potentially outranking Brees Hall. Brees Hall. I just see the Jets being very smart about this. There is no reason to get Brees Hall back out there 100% right away. He's not 100%. He's still working his way back. The matchup is brutal against Buffalo. And I think Dalvin's just going to out-carry and probably out-touch Brees Hall right away. Because you got to remember, we've talked about this on this podcast a ton. Aaron Rodgers was the guy who brought Dalvin Cook here. Aaron Rodgers wanted to play with Dalvin Cook. And I Mm -hmm. think against Buffalo, in a matchup against his brother, mind you, I think we see Dalvin Cook potentially shine right off the rip. That's a great shout. For the New York Jets. I, I do. Now, is it possible that we see Brees Hall maybe get get some carries inside the five? Maybe he gets a touchdown. It's possible to really just throw things into into a whirl. But who do I think leads the Jets in touches in this game? I think it is Dalvin Cook. All right, I that just clicked for me. <laughs> and I make I'm, I'm making that move. By the way, I I am bringing Dalvin Cook and and Brees Hall close together i'm putting cook i'm putting cook at 28 and Brees hall at 29 all right and then i mean garrett wilson do you think anybody else or do you think garrett well two things do you think garrett wilson's gonna have a good game uh going up against probably tradavius white um and two do you think any other jets receiver is startable uh deep league lazard is a borderline flex play and do I think Garrett Wilson has a good game against Tredavious White? Um, sure. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. I mean, look at what Aaron Rodgers does with his number one receivers. I mean, he's got to look no further than what he's done with, with Devontae Adams. And we saw Aaron Rodgers play a little bit in the preseason, notably against in, in Jets versus Giants. And who was his touchdown was the to? the only time that he played in the preseason. Right. Right. And who was his who was his one and only touchdown to? Garrett Wilson. Yeah. So he targeted Wilson a lot. Yep. I think it's gonna be very, very similar here that we see Garrett Wilson 
uh, get a ton of work. So volume alone, he's a very solid starting option. My wide receiver nine this week, Garrett Wilson. Yep. And I don't think the tight ends are really worth starting. No. Jets. Nope. Nope. And both defenses are startable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if you had better options, but you can. Yeah, this game, like I kind of teased a little bit um, in earlier in this episode, this game can go one of two ways. And yes. It, <laughs> where, it's either going to be a shootout where both teams are putting up 30-plus points or it's going to be a defensive slugfest, and both both of these defenses are very, very, very good. Yep. And I, I, I honestly, I can't wait to see the Jets. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. No, no bullshit, no snarky comment to follow. I'm really looking forward to watching the New York Jets just to see how they look. The most fascinating team the entire offseason. It's either going to be full-on panic mode because they get absolutely destroyed by the Bills, or they keep things close, potentially win, and it's very encouraging moving forward. Well, I wouldn't be a Jets fan if I wasn't very kind of afraid of the first thing happening. Of course, because what can go wrong will go wrong with the New York Jets. We have seen that time and time again. Yeah, and if you ask Jake, he'd probably say the same thing. He would say the same thing and then follow it up by, but things are different, bro. Things are completely different, bro. We have Aaron Rodgers. What happened the last time anybody doubted Aaron Rodgers? He won back-to-back MVPs. Don't doubt Aaron Rodgers. Trust the process. We're going to the Super Bowl, New York Jets. That's um, that's an impression. <laughs> it's just something something that he would say. <laughs> okay, it is something that Jake Simone would say. Well, looking forward to to um, well, probably speaking of Jake, you and him will pro- most likely be going over the NFC home games. Yes, tomorrow. Yep. So that'll be recorded uh, tomorrow, and that'll be released on Thursday. And then on Thursday, Jake and I will be recording the mailbag. That'll be recorded Thursday afternoon. And then mailbag will be out on Saturday. Yep. And uh, looking forward to talking to you on Sunday to do yes. our first review show. Yes. Right. Either dur- either during the – well, it's going to be after the game because the Cowboys are on, and I'm not doing that during the game because hell to the no. Unless the game is completely uninteresting. Where it's like thirty to nothing, Cowboys. Then, then yeah, we could probably do it during the game. But definitely uh, after the game, we will be doing the the review. And um, yeah, tis the season for for in season fantasy uh, football content. Hip hip hurrah! We're here. Very exciting stuff. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsell, I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.